Welcome to another episode of Savage Time TV. This is the Blunt Toss Podcast, and today we about to get into it, man. We about to get into it. What I was playing right before them was some uh, that new Meek Mill for you guys. Uh, what do you guys think about it? Let me know what you guys think about that. Uh, let me know what you guys think about that new Meek Mill in the comments, man. I just played the intro in Outside 100 Miles Per Hour. Um, I loved Outside 100 Miles Per Hour. Uh, I thought that was a great song, a definitely good kickstart to the album, but let's get into it, man. Again, Blunt Talks Podcast, like, comment, share, and subscribe. Uh, it's been about 10 days since my last podcast. I took a little bit of a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a break. Um, I kind of want to get content to you guys about every five, six days or so. Um, I traveled a little bit this past week, so I didn't have time to record, but I'm getting back into it. Before next Sunday, I wanted to get into it and talk about my Ravens. My Ravens, my Ravens, my Ravens, my Ravens. Charm City, baby. Charm motherfucking city. Everybody, I'm still on the high. I'm still on the high because I really think during during that game, there was a specific time in about the third or fourth quarter where I realized the only people that think we have a chance of winning this game are the Ravens. And Ravens fans, little tiny, a little tiny, little sliver of people believe we can get this done. We've lost to Kansas City three times in a row, um, twice in the playoffs. Um, we started off with a with a with a pick six. We then threw another pick when we were down seven to fourteen. I couldn't believe it. Um, but we came back and won. Lamar Jackson with the jump pass, the rookie uh, causing the fumble, uh, the interception, us just staying resilient. Jim uh, John Harbaugh asking Lamar if he wants to go for it. Shout out to uh, Seattle Seahawks. It's about two years ago when we did the same thing. One beat Russell Wilson. This is the same year he won MVP. Um, and I know it's been a week since then, but I just had to just throw that in there real quick. Another thing, Justin Tucker, 66-yard field goal. 66-yard field goal. Uh, for longest in history. Like I always say, we got a lot of goats over there in Baltimore. A lot of goats over there in Baltimore. Uh, it's just great to see my team finally getting it 
getting it going. Rajah Bateman is coming back. We're getting some people back from IR. Um, I think we're definitely going to surprise some more people. And I definitely, like I said before, I got Lamar Jackson at least being top three in MVP voting this year, if not an MVP. That's all I'm saying. Um, moving on, let's get into some other things. Uh, NBA Youngboy versus YouTube. He just released his uh, new album, Sincerely Kentrell, um, but predicted to do 138,000 this week. Actually unseated Drake for the number one for a week. You know, Drake's been killing it these last four weeks with his CLB album. And why I said NBA Youngboy versus YouTube is this, man. It seems as if YouTube now is like wanting to get sensitive about this nigga uh, NBA Youngboy. Now, mind you, NBA Youngboy is the king of YouTube. The king. He's the undisputed king of YouTube. Um, definitely when it comes to hip-hop. Uh, so it's funny when you see a company that at once was... YouTube's made so much money off of NBA Youngboy, but now they're trying to be funny with him. Like It's crazy how a company sometimes can uh, use you like that because he's made plenty enough money for YouTube, brought them a whole bunch of fans, um, and it makes no sense that YouTube is like... They're talking about not playing some of the songs because he's in jail, some of it because of his position, um, not featuring it, um, not pushing it, not uh, putting ads on it, just like trying to limit it, kind of like what they did, not kind of like what a lot of industries did with Tory Lanez um, and continue to do to Tory Lanez, but more on a smaller scale. They're kind of just limiting the outreach of the album, and he still did 138,000. It's ridiculous how the reach that NBA Youngboy has, considering he really doesn't do a lot of features. The rap game really don't fuck with him. We're going to get into that later. Uh, he's just really to himself for the most part. Like He's only 21, 22 years old, I think. And the fact that he's doing these numbers to unseat Drake, everybody's been releasing, but nobody's really taken off Drake for the number one. But NBA Youngboy's done that. And he's going to sell 138,000. That's a lot of fucking records. <laughs> That's a lot of records, yo. That's a lot of records for him to sell. I wasn't I wasn't thinking that he was going to sell 138. I was thinking 100,000, but I wasn't thinking 138 at all. Uh, so, that's, so that's really important. I mean, that really surprised me. The fact that YouTube, the place where he basically built his brand, they've had such good partnerships with each other. Now they don't want to do anything with it. Moving on, let's get into uh, R. Kelly, man. So R. Kelly was found guilty of all counts, convicted of all counts, man. Um, he's facing life in prison. He was convicted even on a RICO charge. They got him on a RICO charge as well. What the fuck? Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. These dudes, um, Instacart just replaced my fucking order. Um... That should just piss me off. I ain't like that. I like my dude wipes. Get y'all dude wipes. This is not a sponsored post. Get those dude wipes. <laughs> All my fellas, get some dude wipes. Leave that toilet paper alone. Uh, but getting back to R. Kelly, man, he's convicted on all counts. Uh, um, I think he. I think everybody expected this. Um, I think we kind of knew that he was. They wasn't gonna let this go. Um, R. Kelly was was going to be found guilty. Uh, it's definitely about to get interesting and it brings up some interesting topics. And one of them is being, so now that we got Bill, now that we got R. Kelly, let's go after Elvis. Let's go after Woody Allen. Let's go after, um, all these others that be doing the same thing. White men, all these white men that, uh, do the same thing, have been known to do the same thing, even worse in their character is not defamated. People say that Elvis is dead, but you can still defamate defamation of character. 
Y'all don't have no problem doing it to anybody that's black. They even was trying to get, uh, they was even trying to get, they was even trying to get Michael Jackson after he died. So there's no way, there's no way that uh, Elvis should be off limits. Woody Allen's still alive as much as far as I know. Um, yeah, uh, that R. Kelly situation, uh, of course, he deserved what he he got, what he deserved. Boy, been on that bullshit for a while. Uh, I still think people need to know that they're still gonna play his music. Um, I still, I don't think anything's wrong if you listen to his music. There's a difference between the person and their art. You can separate the two. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, people still listening to Chris Brown. People still listening to Michael Jackson. People still listen to a lot of people. Um, so I'm not going to make it like R. Kelly deserves more or less than any of them. Uh, moving on, let's get into uh, that new J. Cole, man. J. Cole's been really killing it these past two weeks. Uh, but we're going to specifically, I want to talk about that pipe down freestyle he did over Drake's pipe down. I think J. Cole did an even better job than Drake. Um, y'all know I'm not the biggest Drake fan. Um, but uh, I'm not the biggest Drake fan. But I, I definitely think J. Cole killed it. He picked the perfect beat. The video is tough. Uh, he even talks about how he's third place. And that kind of annoys me with J. Cole. He kind of is too humble. I feel like he's too humble. Um, humble almost to an annoyance sometimes. Because it's like, bro, like I know you know you're nice. Some of the same things that J. Cole would say about Wale, about not sometimes just like being out of touch with how much people really fuck with him. I think J. Cole falls, falls pretty to that sometimes as well. Um, J. Cole, like he's so easy to say, I'm not Drake or not Kendrick. Like, yeah, we know you might not have the international fame. You might not have the, the, the exact numbers, but they, everybody knows when it comes to that substance, when it comes to that substance, when it comes to getting something out the lyrics, when it comes to storytelling, um, just straight up lyrics, man. We know that we can look to J. Cole as being one of the best. And for some, he is the best. And I think that uh, he needs to tap into it more. I'm not saying he has to become braggadocious, but damn, bro. like, Let's just not make it like you just third. And you might be third in certain categories, but overall, it's, it's a toss-up, man. I, I don't look at anybody crazy who has J. Cole, Kendrick, or Drake as their number one. I feel like you can't do no wrong with that. I feel like I feel like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Any one of those can be the best, number one on any given day. Um, any song that they put out can put them onto number one, and it can even drop them down. Um, so I think J Cole, especially with that pipe down freestyle, um, definitely showed again. He came with some versatility, uh, authenticity, uh, <laughs> a lot of things, and. I think what was real funny, I saw Jake, I was listening to Joe Budden. He had said back in the uh, early 2000s, nothing like this would have been allowed considering that it had just came out. He just, and then he immediately took the beat and killed it. And I think it just points to how today, man, people are just more willing to work together. People ain't really tripping on that type of front. It's almost like with sports, how people want people to have more rivalries, not like the other team, hate this whole joining up Kumbaya Bulls super team shit. But I think that's just the age that we're in today. People can exist in the same uh, exist in the same group, but or exist in the same league, same structure, and work within, and not really let it get into a, like a beef or where I don't like this person. 
Um, a lot of old heads want that same energy, but it's just not the same anymore. So I think you're not you're not gonna see a lot of that, man. You're not gonna see it be taken as disrespect. Even what Drake did talking about J. Cole, him thanking him on the stage, telling him that he's number one. You're not gonna that's stuff that you wouldn't see back in the day and for good reason. That's just not the environment or the, the how the air was back then. But uh let's get into some things, some other interesting tidbits I saw. Uh I wanted to understand this Kanye West Marilyn Manson thing. I just couldn't get with it. Now let me tell you something right now. This is a Kanye West friendly channel. This is a Kanye West friendly podcast, but I don't get the Marilyn Manson. I really don't. Um, I looked it up. It looks like he's been accused of four or five, four or five things. Um, he's been accused by four or five women, Marilyn Manson, of uh, some pretty uh, detailing and heinous things. Um, I don't know why Kanye would want to really. I understand like going against cancel culture and things like that, but I just didn't get it. Um, I'm trying to even think that he make. Has he ever made any music with Kanye West? I'm just sitting there like, what's really going on? I don't. I don't understand. Um, I really don't get that. Yeah, uh, And I know it's been out that they've been a thing, but I just never really had a time to sit back and think and talk about it. Like, what is up with that? So I looked into it, and I just don't get it. I thought they at least had maybe made some music together, but not even that. So, hmm. Uh, I saw Outkast might... They're talking about Outkast might be back together after being spotted in the Oregon game. Uh, Big Boy's son plays for the Oregon Ducks at the University of Oregon. Uh, Outkast back. I think that'd be nice. I think it'd be nice to see Outkast come back. I would definitely appreciate a little three-pack. Soft little three-pack. Soft little three-pack. I would definitely appreciate that. I think a soft little three-pack would be great. Uh... Definitely for Outkast, you know, Andre 3000 has always been known for being being real picky with the verses. And everybody was trip was going crazy over his verses he had on uh, with uh, Kanye West. So, you know, he still got it. You know, he still got something to say. So I think that would be dope to see if Outkast came back. Uh, shout out to NLE Chopper, man. Um, he's doing big things. Everybody knows he's uh, switched his life around. Um with what he puts into his body, just as a person, he's become more of a spiritual person. He's full vegan, um, and he's actually not. He's he's he's. What I like about it is he took it a step further. So yeah, he he has taken to improve himself and to become more advanced in his own self understanding. But he also was sharing it now. And I'm saying that because he's opening up a vegan truck called This Can't Be. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, he's from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, he wants to bring it to Memphis, Tennessee, and he says he feels like this is a place where vegan food is needed the most because I know just by getting our hands on better food, we'll be able to change the thought process. So shout out to NLE Chopper um, with the vegan truck. Uh, it's great to see young black men out there doing what they need to do out here, making businesses, affecting their community, making money. Um, he walked away from a, a music career where he clearly could have been talking, still been talking about a lot of wild shit, a lot of crazy shit. Um, but he stepped away um, for the most part and has decided to give back to his community. So shout out to him. Shout out to NLE Chopper. Uh, some fu- some other funny shit that I seen <laughs> was uh, this dude DJ Mustard Studio Rules. That sh- this shit was funny, man. I had to talk about this. Uh, DJ Mustard, if y'all didn't know, California producer out there. Um, has worked with a lot of artists that we know. Uh, YG. Um, Roddy Rich, he's a big West Coast uh, producer. Um, he came out with some studio rules, and I'm just gonna go over a couple of what I thought of them. The first one being, "Don't come in if you ugly." Uh, 
I thought that was funny as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I can agree. I can see that. Nobody want nobody ugly in their space. Uh, definitely don't want no ugly bitches in there. You don't want no ugly females in there when you're trying to make art. I can definitely understand that. Um, if you did not hit the gym today, go home. Now, I thought that was funny just because DJ Mustard for the last like 20 something, 25 years has always been a big ass nigga. I think he just recently maybe got surgery and now he's in the gym. I thought that was a little funny because I was just like, I don't know, bro. You was just big yourself. Like, I know you took in these these changes now, but let's not let's pump the brakes real quick. It's not like you on men's fitness. You know what I'm saying? It's just you, you got a little work done. Um, and now you in the gym. Shout out to that. Love it. Health is wealth. Keep doing what you're doing, my man. But damn, you're just going to tell niggas they didn't hit the gym not to come in. Okay. Uh, next rule. Don't, don't come in just to look at what the fuck I'm doing. I completely agree with this shit. Because a lot of motherfuckers and a lot of the artists out here know, a lot of us creators know that once you got something going, sometimes when you don't, some people just like to be there, bro. They just like to be there. They're not fitting to add nothing positive. They're not fitting to really do nothing but just take up space and oxygen. Space and oxygen. That's all they really there to do. I can definitely say as a creative, you just don't want people around. It's just going to be around. Because also people love to talk. People love to say some shit. So... On top of that, and then you got people leaking what you're doing, especially in the music business. Shit gets leaked all the time, so I can understand that. Um, another one that I saw that I fucked with was don't do me no favors. I understand exactly where you're coming from. You give me a napkin, I got 50 cent for you. Because next thing you know, these motherfuckers waiting for you to blow up, then for them to bring up, yo, man, remember when I had you, bro? Remember I, man, I used to always get you what you needed at the studio every time I was there, bro? Like, let me look out, look out. Hey, yo, look out, bro. You know, I was there, man. I was there. Nah, bro. <laughs> Don't do me no favors, fam. I'm good. I know what I'm doing. Everything I need will be provided for. I definitely understand that. Now, funny thing about these rules was at first he had put them out and and it caused a little bit of a stir and he actually had to go in and change them. Now, what I don't like is why he changed them shits. Stand on what you were saying, DJ Mustard. Don't change that shit. You don't need to explain that shit for nobody. It's your studio. You don't need to explain that shit. Don't change that shit. For it, it, it had appeared that because he had the, it was the do not come in if you ugly. I'm like, bro, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. That's your studio rules. Don't fucking get bullied and peer pressure into having to change that shit up. There's no need for that. There's no need for it. Just stay, stay, put your, put your rules out for your studio. Put them out. If niggas is getting offended. Fuck them. Fuck them. Move on. But, uh, yeah, I thought, I just thought that shit was funny that he has some studio rules now. And then all of a sudden, bull, bull telling niggas they got me in the gym. I'm like, DJ Mustard, you've been a big bull for a big majority of your life you gotta relax man you gotta relax that's the only rule it's gotta relax bro i like you pushing the health stop pushing the healthy lifestyle but damn dog jeez come on dj mustard uh let's get into some more j uh j cole shit uh the your heart j cole featuring joiner lucas that shit was fucking fire can we understand that shit was fucking fire that Jordan Lucas and J. Cole snapped on that shit, bro. I broke your heart, huh? Yeah. They was both rapping. I love their flow. I love their chemistry on the record, especially for Jordan Lucas, for him going through that bullshit. 
for him to put out to come out again and just it, it just added like a little little sprinkle on top of the cake like oh you thought I remember he was telling Karen said well you thought I wasn't going to blow and as soon as, as soon as that all that shit kind of settled and go to the wayside uh you drop a banging ass single with J Cole like what you thought I was going oh what you thought I wasn't going pop I love it I love it I love the energy J Cole always coming with some cool shit. Um, I like the song, man. Talked about, really talked about men taking accountability and responsibility for when they fuck up. Honestly. Every nigga done been through that shit, though. Every nigga done been through that shit. If you haven't heard that, haven't heard that song, go check it out. Uh, Your Heart, J. Cole, featuring Jordan Lucas. Um, this new, uh, J. Cole and Wale record now. Everybody knows Wale is, like, probably my original guy when it came to rapping like when i first started to take rap serious when i first started to not take rap serious but listen to music seriously on a more serious note like actually not what was just going on on the radio but actually listening to it for what i liked i would definitely say that uh damn i fucked this up y'all but uh Definitely will say Wale was one of the first guys I listened to. So when I like to hear Wale and J. Cole go at it, they always go at it. Um, they make great music. They're also great friends. So they always make good music, man. Um, so they had a they had a um, new shit come out called Poke It Out, Cool and Dre. They took a sample from that. Real cool, take it back record. Uh, Wale and J. Cole did their thing on it. I can see this shit going another, getting another plaque, another gold single plaque for Wale. And we know what J. Cole's going to bring. Check that shit out. It's called Poke It Out. Um, Poke It Out. But it's definitely, it's got a sample from the Cool and Dre. Yeah, I think everybody will definitely fuck with that shit. Great. Um, J. Cole has been killing it. Um, it's almost like he kind of got annoyed almost. was like, let me kill these features real quick. Um... Let's move it on. Let's move it on. Uh, vaccinations uh, with the sports world. LeBron recently spoke out about that shit, about the vaccinations. Um, apparently, he feels everybody should get vaccinated, but he just didn't want to come out and say it because he feels like, yo, that's a little much. Can't be telling people what to do with their bodies. Now, that's funny because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is out here telling people if they don't get vaccinated, NBA should just kick them out. Now, I don't know if that was a slight jab at Kyrie, who has made it very publicly known that he doesn't want to get vaccinated, as well as uh, Andrew Wiggins. But um, when it comes to that, I think these these athletes should have a choice, and they do. But they also have to realize there's consequences for those choices. The NBA is a business, and they businesses can make their own rules. And if they say you can't come into their building and play, all right, you don't have to get your vaccine, but you also can't play in my building. I think they should be okay with that. I think that should be good. But I also don't think anybody should like getting fined or anything like that. I think that's when they kind of overstep when they start finding these players based on a freedom of choice that they have. Like, all right, you guys are both losing out. You're losing out on a player. They're losing out on the game they love. Yeah, you could say they need to take money, but if that's the case, you don't need to make this these this money guaranteed, especially like in the NBA. Let's not go back on what we're doing now. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's why I think it gets confused with me. So I definitely think players should be able to make their choice, but they also have to live with those choices. And yeah, your teammates might kind of look at you as selfish. It's just something that comes with it. Um, I think that players should be able to make those decisions. You just got to live with your consequences. But let's not be charging players. (coughs) (coughs) Because 
they decide what to put and what not to put in their bodies. So uh, let's let's get into that for sure. Um, another great thing I saw in the community was uh, Chris Weber, uh, marijuana man. He's opened up his own marijuana, uh, opened up his own marijuana uh, conservatory. Uh, Weber and his business partner Levetis Willis and cannabis investor and executive Jason Wild smashed some concrete on Tuesday to mark the groundbreaking of a $50 million investment to transform an old factory into a cutting-edge cannabis conservatory. Players only, Weber's cannabis round, will transform the nine-acre industrial site into the Weber Wellness Conservatory. The, the site will feature a 60,000-square-foot cultivation facility, which will be run by Michigan-based cannabis company Gage Growth, an 8,000-square-foot players-only dispensary, a, a consumption lounge, and Cookies U, a cannabis job training program ran by the Bay Area-based cannabis company co-founded by hip-hop artist Burner. Now, I know that's a lot, but let me tell you what's going on. So, basically, they're building a big-ass warehouse for everything cannabis. Consumption. They're also letting you buy it there. They're also producing it there. They're also even giving you jobs and providing education there. This is going to be great. And then they also have Cookies Incorporated. And everybody loves cookies. If you smoke weed, you know cookies. Everybody loves cookies. So, they're involved with it. You'll know that the quality is going to be great and it's going to be high professionalism. So let's. So I love to see this. I love to see another black man showing that we're taking that back. Something that has disproportionately fucked us up, especially in the black community. Um, to see a black man take that step um, and to bring something and bring awareness and bring positive to something that has been so negative in our community. Is great, and to see him use his platform and his resources to do that for his community is great. And I love the fact that they are also giving jobs and education. This isn't a place you can just come get high and buy weed. They're also saying, look, we can get you a job and we can educate you on cannabis. So for the people that really want to do other things with cannabis, it's something for you to learn. I just think that's awesome, man. Um, shout out to Chris Weber and everything they're doing over there, man. I hope. Hope the best, and hopefully I can uh, visit it and get me some weed and smoke a little bit um, out there in Oakland. So I'll definitely be looking forward to seeing that and uh, when it comes full circle. Uh, let's get into a couple of shows to end this off, man. To end this off, let's get into a couple of shows. <laughs> Squid Game. How y'all feel about Squid Game? Uh, I don't want to ruin it. I just want to say it's a great fucking show. Uh, basically, it's about... They play these little kid games. Um, a bunch of people that are in debt uh, basically have to play this game. It's like 500 people. They're all playing for some money. Basically, the money is more than enough for them to live lavish and to pay off their outstanding debts. It takes place in Korea. Um, it's full of ups and downs, surprises, uh, great character development, uh, keeps you on the edge of your seat, uh, great effects, greatly shot. Uh, it's awesome. Um, it definitely keeps keeps you guessing throughout the whole thing. Um, red light, green light. I think that would be a great game to play. Um, there's a Marvel game that they played as a wild. Tug of War that they played as a wild. Uh, it's a really good show. Um, it's one of those shows that I also tell people if you like that, you'll like anime. You'll like anime. The way they make these shows, same way, same formula. If you like Squid Game, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you will enjoy anime. 
So uh, go out there, check out Squid Game. It's, uh, it's available on Netflix. Um, great show. I think it's about 10 or 12 episodes, an hour each. So it's only one season. It's not too many episodes. You can definitely finish it in a weekend. Moving on to my favorite show on right now. And it's crazy because I forgot that they even came out with the shit. And I'm calling it my favorite show. Enter the Woo. Uh, out there on Hulu. Uh, I just think it's a great fucking show. Everything about it. The way it's shot. The characters. The story. How they're taking their time. They're not missing a detail. Showing all perspectives. Um, character development. Um, really just showing how the Woo came together. Showing how the Woo came came and built up uh the things that they really had to go to to bring that to bring that group together i i knew the wu-tang was a group i knew that they had gone through their struggles but enter the Wu really shows the grimy gritty getting down to a step-by-step details of how that shit was brought and um i'm telling y'all you gotta you gotta check out enter the Wu, man it's on hulu so two seasons out now. If you're lucky, you haven't even seen it. You can just binge the whole first season, finish up the second season. It's definitely worth it, man. Check it out. It's called Enter the Motherfucking Woo on Hulu. Check that shit out. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. You're missing out if you ain't if you ain't watching that shit. You missing out. You heard it here first. Enter the motherfucking Woo. Um. Yeah. Enter the Woo. Uh, another thing, just to end this shit off, uh, the Meek Mill album, man, it's a really good album. I really liked it. It's 18 tracks on there. I can definitely say I liked about 10 or 11. Um, my final grade for it out of one out of 10 is going to be a solid, you know what? I'm going to go there. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it eight. I'm going to give it eight. Like 7.5, 7.5 to eight. Um, I think it's better. I don't think it's his best work. It's not championships, but it was championships. Like, yeah, it's not championships, but damn, championships was really good. Um, I definitely think this is this is better. This is one of his best ones. It's better in wins and losses. It's definitely better in wins and losses. Um, I got it over wins and losses. Um, Meek's in his tenth year, man. Um, I think he's in a kind of a funny funny situation man i think he's trying to find that next that leap to take the next the next step you know what i mean he's been in for 10 years an established artist he's making his money moves he's making his business moves um i think meek at this point is just trying to to further himself and put himself in his own category um he's getting older um he's been in the game for 10 years so at this point i think uh at this point I think we should just um, definitely appreciate this album, man. He's got some great features on there. Brent Fires is on there. Fire killed it. Young Thug on there. Um, killed it. Uh, Vori, man. Vori. His shit with Vori, tough too. Um, and I already told you guys how I feel about the outside 100 miles per hour, man. Uh, so Expensive Pain by Meek Mills out on all platforms. Check that shit out. I think he really killed it. Let me know how y'all feel in the comments. Uh, that's going to wrap it up today, man. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of uh, the Blunt Talks podcast uh, featuring and brought to you by Savage Time TV. Um, again, this is your host, A.B. Brizzy. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We are on all platforms. Just go anywhere where you can listen to anything. Type in Savage Time TV and we'll be there for you. Um, great content. You know, we always down to have a good conversation. Interviews coming up. Uh, interviewed Maya Bailey. Uh, big tattooist, back visual artist, big visual artist out here in Atlanta. Um, 
it was great. I'm looking forward for you guys to see that. You're going to be able to check that out as well. Uh, this episode will also be featured and be out in the next couple of days. Um, so again, thank you guys for listening. Um, and I'm going to take it from Joe Budden. Thank you for my first time listeners and my last time listeners, man. I love y'all. Regardless, I'm always going to give you guys this content. More to come. It was great. Another episode of Savage Hunt TV's Bone Talk Podcast. Peace.